Welcome to Monkey Talk, brought to you by The Four Monkey Wrestling Podcast. Ron Bass Jr. He always hey, comes in. I love that guy. <laughs> right out the gate, Chuck confesses his love for Rod Bass Jr. Rod Bass Jr., I mean, welcome to the on. chat. Everybody He's else, John there. Miller, Coop, welcome to the chat and welcome back to Monkey Talk. I'm here with you. I'm Christopher. The captain's here. How's it going, Captain? It's been a little bit. It has. I feel like we haven't been on and like for, I mean, we've been on in a background sense doing the stack. But I feel like the 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 lovely people out in Twitchland haven't seen this beautiful beard in a while, and 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 I know that that they're feeling sad. Would you stop about talking that. about yourself and just introduce our guest already? Like seriously, like fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Well, the man below, right here, the man below, is the reason why we're here tonight. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But in case you don't know who we got, in case you don't know, you might have seen him doing some ring announcing. You might have seen some of his lists that he comes up with that he makes. You might have seen some of his tweets out there if you follow him. And we hope by the end of tonight that you do do that. So, but the most important thing, two of the most important things is he is a promoter of independent wrestling. But more importantly, and the biggest reason that we are here tonight, is he is the co-founder of the Scenic City Invitational Tournament. Welcome, Mr. Scott Hensley. We will not call you the other name that a gentleman calls you sometimes, but sir, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Hey, thanks so much for having me. That was a long intro. <laughs> like it wasn't the longest. Matt Matt Sells ha has the longest wow. one. Yeah. Because he's got so many nicknames. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cooper, thanks for subscribing for two months. Appreciate that, Cooper. So we got a lot to talk about. Scott, we really appreciate it. Yes. There's so like he just behind the fourth wall here. Scott comes on screen. All that stuff's behind him, and my mind starts racing all with right. how many things I want to talk about. So cannot wait to get into that. Look at all that stuff. Fig figures, cards, baseballs, books. I, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there. So cool. But before we get into that, we do want to learn a little bit more about Scott. We want to learn about where it all started and what a young Scott was like. So let's go way back. Childhood. I want to know about young little Scott Tennessee. Uh, I well, told I'm you sure. I would. <laughs> I, I answered a whatever. Uh, I, I was raised in Middle Tennessee. I uh, used to watch uh, all the, I guess, USWA on, on Saturday mornings and the big block of WCW shows. And uh, in 94, my grandmother actually took me to my first wrestling show in Fayetteville, Tennessee, of all places. And it was this WCW B card. And the main event was Johnny B. Bad versus Max Payne. 
<laughs> so, uh, real. Oh, I know. All, all, all these all these people are like, oh man, my first show was was Hogan and Warrior or Hogan and you know Macho Man. Nope, Johnny B. Bad, Max Payne. But on that show was uh, was actually a very young Rob Van Dam as Robbie B versus Lord Steven Regal. Oh, yeah. It, and it was a really good match. Like I can still remember the match and still remember uh, Van Damme doing the, the splits and uh, just talking to my grandmother about how impressive that was. And we actually got to meet him after the show. And I, of course I still have my autograph program and I've gotten Regal to sign it by now. And we've talked about that, but uh, it Regal's one of those guys that's like always been a man. Like he was probably like, he was Man's probably man. like, Oh yeah. He was probably like <laughs> 22 23 at that time but you know if you asked me then like i would have been like oh yeah he's like 35 40 like yeah <laughs> but uh so I, I was raised on wrestling on tv wrestling as soon as i could sort of turn the the channels myself i would get up on saturday mornings and watch the big run of uh wrestling that we had and uh, then I actually started going to some TNA shows in Middle Tennessee on Wednesday nights. So I got to go up there and I got to see like Sting and AJ Styles and X-Pac and a lot of those guys. And I, I met just about everybody up there. Uh, I'm a guy that hangs around and networks and gets autographs and uh, I've always enjoyed doing that. So, yeah. <laughs> Quite the wrong way. Uh, do, I'm not looking at the Twitch, man. I'm seeing what I'm looking at here. I'm sorry. Here, I'll do that way. There you go. Jeez, Sue. That makes more sense. What an interesting matchup with RVD versus William Regal. Like two very distinct different match styles. What what was yeah. that? Do you remember what that match was like? I mean, it, it was it was everything. It was the style that we would love to see now. It, it was technical, it had high flying, it was physical, you know, it was it, it was so unlike anything else on that show. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, and then with speaking of like the style that we like, you know, going to TNA and seeing basically the birth of the X division, you know, right in my backyard in Nashville there, uh, getting to watch guys like AJ Styles and uh, Amazing Red, Jerry Lynn, uh, Michael Shane, Paul London, uh, all those guys that were just so influential on the style that is so popular nowadays that involves, I guess, so much more athleticism than past styles. And, you know, people can knock the, um, I guess, the the thought behind it or the psychology behind some of it. And, you know, some of it definitely lacks some psychology. Uh, but, you know, I, I think those guys were, were just just head over heels above some of the things that people were used to seeing, including myself. Uh, so one of the things that really caught my attention though, was trying to figure out, you know, like if these guys aren't in WCW or WWE, you know, where do they come from? So through researching with that and on the early days of me having the internet, I guess, uh, I discovered NWA Wildside. And uh, NWA Wild, Wildside was where AJ Styles got his start. And uh, some of my favorite guys on the TNA, like early shows, the explosion shows that they would do, uh, a lot of those guys would wrestle at Wildside, uh, like Delirious, who's one of my favorites. Uh, so I actually went down to Wildside to a show. Uh, that was the first time that I met uh, Dan Wilson, uh, who is 
also known as the Reverend uh, in the Southeast. He is uh, currently sort of on a, a reunion tour or a, a rerun with uh, with Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it was planting the seeds of me being a guy that was willing to travel to see good wrestling. And uh, as I went to college down here in Chattanooga, uh, I went down to a show uh, in Canton, Georgia, and I, I tried to get other people to go with me. And on booked on this show was Claudio Castanoli, who's Cesaro now, um, Loki, who was the current TNA X Division champion at the time, and uh, just a, a ton of other people that still do it for a living, or you know, are, are some of the the best independent guys of that time or considered now. Uh, but you know, a dozen of these guys are on this show. And I tried to ask one of my friends, I said, you know, come on, Loki's down there. And they said, must be pretty low key. I've never heard of him. I mean, (laughs) oh, I know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things that you just have to figure out. Sometimes it's just worth going and doing, even if you can't get anybody else to go and do it with you. So I went down there and probably luckily that I did go by myself because I talked to a guy on that show from Chattanooga uh, his name was Ace Rockwell, and uh, he said, hey, I'm putting together a show in Chattanooga, and I was wondering if if you would maybe want to help, and um, so I said, uh, I said, yeah, sure, and, uh, you know, he knew that I was studying to get my MBA, and uh, that I was, you know, a, a a bright kid, I guess, that had a passion for wrestling, and, you know, he was like, you came by yourself, and uh, so, he ended up uh, entrusting me to referee for Abdullah the Butcher my first night. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Time out. Before, before you move on. But I, it moves I have, that fast. I have to ask the question. Did you have any in-ring, like, referee, like, other than watching knowledge? No. The one, okay. two, three. Yeah, and yeah other than that. Oh, okay. Can, the bell. Can, continue on. Continue on. I, I apologize. Yeah, so uh, there, there's actually a guy that uh, manages at Southern Honor, uh, named Logan Chase, and he was on that first show, and he had refereed a little bit in his early days, and so like I basically asked him, I was like, what do I do? And he's like, uh, sort of stay out of the way, stay in the corners, and uh, count to three or whatever you're supposed to count to. I was like, okay, and uh, you know, I, I asked some other people, I was like, what, what am I supposed to do? And like, but they were like, oh, you've seen it before, you can do it. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I refereed a, like this multi-man tag match. It was chaos. Uh, you know, guys are tagging in and out and, or they're trying to distract me and, you know, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm sure sh- I refuse to watch the show. Like somebody was like, Hey, I've got it taped. You want to watch it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> so I, I'm, I refereed this multi-man match and then I refereed for uh, chip day and Jimmy rave and, okay. uh, they beat the crap out of each other, mostly Chip or mostly Jimmy beating up Chip. And uh, I remember he just uh, like it, Chip's chest was bleeding after the match. I'm pretty sure. And uh, then the main event came, and it was a Saudi Daisy street fight. It was uh, it was Tank and Iceberg, uh, who are both huge dudes that were big in Wildside, and you know of course Tank's still going. And uh, then and iceberg actually had a couple week uh, tna run as well and then their opponents were this dude from Wildside named nemesis uh who was a big scary dude and then uh his partner was abdullah the butcher 
And so a, a peek behind the curtain, the, the school had actually come in and been like, hey, you guys aren't going to bleed tonight, are you? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no blood. And uh, the guy running the show turns around and says, no color, guys, no color, no color. <laughs> and so we get out there and within the first, like, I don't know, five, ten seconds of the match, like all four of the guys are bleeding. Like they've got four, it's a duel of the butcher. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what, yeah. what was this guy thinking was going to happen? If you uh, ever watch wrestling, the the <laughs> I don't. So, so th this this is 2006. So Abdullah is still not in great shape, but he is able to still move around the outside of the ring. He has had his hip replacement or replacements at this part at this point. Uh, so he's he's not even getting in the ring. He's just brawling around the outside, making everybody bleed. And uh, so eventually the the match ends. I think Nemesis pinned Tank in the ring. And uh, then, so I go out to the outside where Nemesis rolled out near Abdullah and I raise Nemesis's arm. And I think he like grabbed me and ripped my shirt or something, probably because I was a terrible referee. <laughs> and like, I, I asked, I was like, what am I supposed to do? And they said, just stay out of the way and count the three count. Like there's no rules. It's a Saudi Daisy street fight. I was like, all right. So, and then, I, I, you know, Nemesis has already, like, ripped my shirt or whatever. And then I go to raise Abdullah's hand, and he comes after me with a fork. Oh, and I, I guarantee he would have stabbed me if I wouldn't have ran for my life. And <laughs> uh, uh, people said, you look terrified. And I said, I was terrified. <laughs> he would legitimately stab me. I guarantee it. Uh, so I, I had that experience. And then... Uh, that was 2006 and so then i sort of just hung out at shows and networked for the next like you, year or so go ahead you came back after that like that was your yeah. first thrust into wrestling and you were like yeah that was fun i want to do that again <laughs> Forks, sort of spoons plastic knives whatever you want to chase me with i'm in yeah <laughs> well it, it did take me like a year year and a half to uh to want to do anything else uh, so there was a group of guys actually in Alabama at a company called FTW. It was in a little town called Elkmont, Alabama, and uh, they featured guys that they, they were one of the first Southeast shows to really feature like a, a, the indie style. It was sort of like an IWA Mid-South in the South. Uh, they would do hardcore stuff. They would have guys that wrestled sort of like a, a Japanese, Mexican, or mutually gray, like hybrid type stuff. And they had guys like uh, Christian Haim was one, which he's been very influential in the Middle Tennessee and Alabama, Georgia area. And then it had guys like Cabana Mandan, who is still a big star. Um, it had Orion Bishop, who is still, you know, oh, yeah. coming coming back and becoming a big star again. Mm -hmm. uh, and then guys like Insane Lane, uh, he's actually also coming back. Uh, he's just a crazy hardcore guy and freak show is another guy that has also done a lot of hardcore stuff. Uh, but there were all these guys that were just in this town and, uh, they would bring in guys like, uh, Sterling James Keenan, who is Cor Corey Graves. Now, uh, Chris hero, uh, Drake younger Jeez. before everybody hated him. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, they brought in just crazy people like that. Uh, they were just passionate and it was a Tuesday night show. And so they could get some kind of crazy off the wall names that would come in like Tracy Smothers, uh, James Storm, Chase Stevens, some middle Tennessee guys. Uh, 
but I, I just fell in love with these guys that were so passionate uh, at doing a style that I really had come to love, uh, the independent style. So then, saying all that does have a point. So then, I have to remind myself and others of that sometimes. So, so then some of those guys ended up working for a little company called Ultimate NWA, and they ran about an hour, hour and a half from Chattanooga in a little town called Scottsboro, Alabama, uh, which is famous for unclaimed baggage. That's the big claim for Scottsboro, Alabama. Like, so, really? Like that? Yeah. Like Yeah. They, they have a giant store called unclaimed baggage, and people travel from all over the United States and South to come buy other people's stuff that they didn't claim. Unclaimed baggage alabama got it okay see now now i have questions about like do, do the airlines just drop it off to them like is there a whatever continue yeah i don't know their business plan but i i know they have other people's stuff that's unclaimed so very interesting so scottsboro has christian haim and has uh some guys that i recognize from wild side they have like uh patrick bentley adam roberts uh, mike posey uh, they have this young upstart guy uh, who's in probably his first month of wrestling named Corey Hollis, uh, who has gone on to do a lot of bigger things. Uh, so I go and I show up early to sort of see Christian. And I had buddied up with these guys because I was writing reports. And I guess they wanted to get in good with me. And they were like, hey, this guy, you know, is writing about us, getting us some exposure. He sort of knows what he's talking about sometimes. Uh, you know, let's let's buddy up with him. He's OK. Which, you know, if you've ever been to a lot of shows in the Southeast, especially like the crowd for Elkmont was just a lot of really local people uh, and not to disparage them at all. But I would say that a lot of those people at that time were not people that were like on the Internet or, uh, you know, that watched or communicated about any wrestling other than WWE and what's in their town. So I was different. So I show up early in Scottsboro and I see Christian and this crazy promoter guy named Will, Will Owens runs over to me and he goes, hey, do you have any pants? I said, what? He goes, do you have any pants? He goes, my ring announcer left. He went to another show and I need a ring announcer tonight. He said, do you have pants? I was wearing uh, shorts. I wasn't pantsless, I promise. So <laughs> that, that was going to be my first question. Why was there a question whether you had pants or not? Yeah. Yes. So, so I, I was wearing cargo shorts and, uh, I said, no, I, I, I don't have anything else. And, uh, he said, okay. He goes, uh, can you be my ring announcer tonight? I said, I guess he goes, no, no, there's no guess. He goes, you either can or can't. I said, then I can. And he said, okay. So then, he, then he yells at his nephew. He goes, Hey, he goes, he goes, Hey, Hey, give him your shirt. Give him your shirt. I thought he was going to say, give me, give, give this guy your pants. No, luckily. I, so, so his nephew is wearing like a collared shirt that has like ultimate NWA on the side of it there. And uh, so his nephew's like, okay. So he takes off his shirt, throws it over to me. And uh, that was my first night ring announcing. And uh, that was probably 2008. And uh, from there on out, uh, I sort of got in good with uh, the, Chattanooga scene guys. Uh, we brought a lot of them down to Alabama. Uh, we did a thing called uh, NWA Chattanooga in Chattanooga, uh, where we did have uh, like um, Jackson Riker when he was Shatter. He was the, I guess he was the NWA national champion. He came in and defended that. I think it was uh, versus Tank. 
Michael Judas and Tank had a really good match. Uh, we had guys like Ace Rockwell, Sean Tempers, uh, Corey Hollis was coming in. Uh, it was a, a mixture of guys that from this area and Wildside Anarchy guys. And uh, there's a lot of really talented guys that came through, including Dark City Fight Club, uh, John Davis and Corey Chavis. Uh, I actually got to work with them probably like, you know, 10 plus years ago. And uh, so it's really cool to come full circle now and have John Davis uh, coming in for the Scenic City Invitational. Uh, but after NWA Chattanooga, uh, I started networking out to uh, Nashville and Knoxville. And I, I did some TV stuff there with a company called Saul and uh, uh, Great American Wrestling, Southeastern Championship Wrestling. Um, I've uh, always had a good working relationship with uh, Big Wood, Greg Hollander that ran um i'm drawing a blank on he, he had a couple different names but he, he ran canton uh and he and uh, daryl morris were partners for a while but uh woody ran prior to that and just always had a really good loyal crew and they would bring in some really cool names um but they always treated me good and uh they sort of allowed me to dip my toe into promoting myself and uh then in 2015 uh, myself and Ace Rockwell had always gone back and forth sort of uh, like fantasy booking. You know, if you could book 16 guys or if you could book eight guys in this area, who would you book? And so like we would trade these messages and there was a local promotion called Empire Wrestling in uh, Rossville, Georgia, just below Chattanooga. And uh, they had a lot of guys that were, were five to 10 year veterans that were just solid wrestlers. And uh, so we actually sat down with them and partnered together to do a two-night tournament. And uh, we worked out the, the financials and the talent agreement and everything there. So we promoted their guys as sort of a bigger deal. We promoted this two-night tournament. We brought in names. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in planning this, we sort of said, you know, who is someone that we can bring into this area that would get us more attention and there were a lot of names we threw around. And at one time, uh, Davey Richards was going to come in, but he couldn't do it. But uh, the, the name that I really wanted, who I'd just seen wrestle Chris Hero, uh, was Congo Kong. Uh, Congo Kong, you know, if, if you're not familiar with him, he's probably 300 pounds and does mm -hmm. like a, a savage gimmick and just super athletic and very physical. And uh, so we were like, we got to put him and Tank in the ring. And uh, so we, we worked that out for night two uh, or, or they won their matches and got to compete night two. Uh, but through booking Congo Kong, uh, we got the attention of a guy named Dylan Hells. And Dylan Hells is a guy that had family in this area. And uh, I think he was living in Charleston at the time. And uh, I mean, I don't think he cares to share, but he doesn't drive. So he got, he got on a bus from Charleston and came all the way to Chattanooga uh, to watch this because we booked Congo Kong and had these other names like Moose and um, Jimmy Rave and some guys like that. We had uh, Gunner, Shatter, Jackson Riker, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and then a lot of really good area guys. So, I mean, that's really the genesis of how we pulled in the attention because after that uh, Dylan and his family uh, took to, you know, message boards and social media and just sang our praises. And eventually um, 
we started doing shows for schools and we started uh, incorporating more social media type stuff and networking into relationships. And eventually Dylan came on board as somebody working with us. And then Matt Griffin came on board and fun fact, Matt Griffin was actually a cameraman uh, the first year of Scenic City. Uh, so, uh, and then when, when Matt wanted to start action, he was like, you know, what, what do you recommend? And I said, go to the schools and, you know, give them this plan. And I said, you know, you can use me as a reference. You can use Scenic City as a reference. You can, uh, you know, take what we're doing and apply it to that. And, you know, I, I know he really wants to get back into schools as, as do I, it's, it's just so much, re or it's, it's so rewarding to be able to go into those schools and, uh, have a good place to do a show and have, like a lot of casual fans to make new fans and to actually raise money for good causes. It's just, uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. And, you know, we've raised probably somewhere close to $30,000 for Hamilton County schools over the last four or five years. Um, so it's, it's really rewarding in that aspect as well as uh, just the talent. Oh man, like, professional wrestlers are superheroes to me they legitimately are even the worst professional wrestler is is braver than i am because i don't know if you guys have ever gone into a ring and taken bumps i would rec i, I recommend it one time one time that's all it takes that won't let me that won't let me you have to sign all those papers though uh, papers and yeah one time that that's all it takes to to realize what these guys go through i mean even running the ropes hurts like i i, I did i i ran uh you know i took bumps and sort of trained like one day just to go through with it and uh and i hit those ropes and i was like ah <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know i was like it's like a steel cable wrapped in a garden hose and they're like yeah with tape wrapped around it it's like ah like i wanted it to be like a bungee rope or something like uh, and then, I mean, just falling on the mat, I mean, it, it's so unnatural and your body is just instantly like, stop this, don't do this. And, and like, I mean, to, you, you have to really protect your head and your neck. And there's, there's so many things that, you know, are just, that, that just make those guys superheroes and, uh, especially the ones that are good at it, but really anybody that does it. Um, so I mean, to be able to see the guys come through Chattanooga that we've been fortunate enough to work with, with Scenic City, and now with uh, Futures that we have, and some of the other events that we've done with like the Scenic City Rumble, and uh, we did uh, Scenic City Throwdown, and we did, uh, uh, I guess that was Tank's Scenic City Throwdown, and uh, we did Scenic City Showdown, and uh, somebody joked that we should do Scenic City Hoedown. Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's it's been a great partnership with uh, you know just just everybody involved and you know there's been trials along the way but ultimately uh, passion wins out and uh, it's it's been a journey and I'm so thankful uh, to get to do the things that I've been able to do and to be where I am. Now I have to go way back to the beginning of that whole story, and I need to know: Did you ever get back into the ring to ref again? absolutely not <laughs> okay I had lots i had lots of offers and people be like oh scott you've ref before i was like no huh <laughs> i'm like i'll go buy a ticket before i referee <laughs> so what about what about getting out there with the microphone in front of the people what what itch did that 
cure? Because that seemed like obviously it's something that you've enjoyed and something you kind of grabbed onto. What what is what is that feeling like? Why did you uh, why did you grab onto? I don't know. That's like a whole like psychological breakdown type thing that's needed there as to why I would get out in front of people and talk. You know, they, they say people would rather be like in the coffin than giving the eulogy. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I was raised an only child. And so, I mean, I guess I'm used to getting attention and people that know me are probably like, I wish Scott would leave me alone. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it is fun. And, you know, I do feel like I am somebody that can be the straight man and that can narrate and that can, um, you know, go out and be uh, a, a decent enough speaker that people can understand what I'm saying. You know, I'm always amazed at the wrestlers, you know, we, we expect them to be able to do just everything. And so many wrestlers, it's like, they're great at one thing. And it's like, that's, that's what they're good at. <laughs> but, now we've, uh, we, we've heard from other people that have done commentary or do various things in wrestling. And a, a number of them say that it's the hardest thing to do is just the ring announcing. Do you feel that, that way about it? Or at, at this point in time, at this point in the game, it's just so secondhand nature that it's like, nah, this is easy. Uh, it's easy at times, but it's also, I mean, I get a little nervous sometimes and, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll mess up a little bit and be a little self-conscious about that. But I mean, ultimately once the, the key is just, you, you just smile through it and don't care. You know, if, if you trip, it's like, yeah, I trip. That's fun. You know, or you laugh along <laughs> with people or, you know, I mean, I, I've been at shows where people just hardcore heckled me for like the first half of the show and you just smile through it and power through it. Or you're like, man, you guys are making some good noise tonight, man. You guys are loud. You know, I mean, that's, that's all you can do. And, you know, I, the, the one time I got heckled really bad, like I went over to them at the, uh, the break, the intermission. And I was like, Hey, I'm so glad you guys are here. You know, I just, Oh, just killed them with kindness. And then they stopped. I mean, people are looking for a reaction and you either give it to them or don't, and you have to know when to do which. Yeah, I could, I could easily see that happening. I, I always said once Christopher made me start doing these damn introductions for everybody, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like, I got to come up with like good stuff each time and like make it interesting. Cause it's like, other than the two of us idiots saying hi, that's, you know, that's how we get into it right there. So you got to get people hyped. And I'm like, man, if I could just do it once. I would, I would be my bucket list. I would write it off right there. And then I would be like, okay, I'm done. Wipe my hands of it and be like, I, I did it. I definitely Maybe. appreciate the, the good intro tonight. It was, was a very good intro. I Thank just you. can't see Chuck getting heckled. He'll just go out there and try to beat somebody up like that. I, like he won't kill I anyone a, with kindness. He will kill I them with his gentle fist. giant. I am a gentle giant. I tell, I tell people I'll stick to talking so I can keep on walking. So I, I'm not a fighter. So you got out of the ring from refing, you got back into the ring from announcing, you stick to it, you start getting into obviously putting on your own shows. What goes into all that? Like what, what kind of time does it take to put these things together? 
I mean, it's just, you know, people will be like, oh, you should run a weekly show or a monthly show. Scenic City should be monthly or weekly. And it's like, no way. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we start on Scenic City, like the, the Invitational Tournament. Like, I mean, we start on it around like January to March-ish. So, I mean, we're putting, I mean, three to five months into every show that we do and we try to make them all-star games you know we have our pick of talent because we do uh plan so far out and we do have a little bit bigger budget and uh you know advertising that we put in and social media reach we have it's larger than some of the other places that that we work with and uh you know we've we've been able to really partner with a lot of great places in the Southeast, but as far as the time goes, I mean, it's, it's an almost, it's a full-time passion job. Uh, you know, people are like, Oh, you should quit your job and go do that. And it's like, no, I shouldn't. Like <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and people are like, Oh, you, you greedy promoter making all the money. And it's like, no, like I will open up my, uh, you know, we'll open up the spreadsheet and show you the, the 200 bucks that, that five of us split after a show or something like, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that I'm trying to do for a living. Uh, you know, e even if I was to try to pursue like ring announcing, I mean, the, the job, like, I mean, I don't have a communications degree for one. And then, I mean, those people that do that, I mean, they are just purely professional. Um, it is so much harder than on the independents because, I mean, most of them have earpieces in their ear that, you know, they're being told exactly what to say, when to say it. And, I mean, and the travel. My goodness, those mm -hmm. people travel. I mean, if, if you are doing ring announcing for a living, then, I mean, you're probably traveling, you know, in the non-COVID era, probably 200 plus days a year. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's not something that I'm that passionate about doing. You know, I would rather make a footprint here in the Southeast and support the guys that are trying to get jobs and uh, that do want to put in that effort. You know, I will do whatever I can to sing their praises or give them opportunities to be seen. Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about how Scenic City Invitational got started back in 2015. Like, what what were the pieces of the puzzle that you had to put together to get that kicked off? Well, I think number one, the biggest piece is always finding the right venue. You know, people will come to me all the time and ask, you know, hey, I'm thinking about starting a show, and uh, my almost almost always my response is, don't like just go like go go help someone that's already doing it like. Uh, you know, the venue is the number one thing. So with Empire Wrestling, they had a venue and they had a built-in crowd. Um, so, you know, we needed a venue, we needed a crowd, we needed talent. And so uh, probably four to six people in that tournament without looking were probably regulars or semi-regulars at Empire. Um, so we had the local tie-ins there. And then... Uh, which you need the hook, which uh, the, the hook of making it different, you know, why is this more special than what they're already doing? And so that was, you know, re, uh, Ace using his contacts to reach out to, to guys like uh, Gunner and uh, Jimmy Rave and some of those guys. Uh, it was finding something to make it different and attractive 
and then uh, just working it out behind the scenes with the financials and everything so that it makes sense for everybody. And uh, that's, it's always a huge challenge because there's never enough money to go around. There just isn't. Well, that's where we try to come in and then as fans and sponsors, and we hope that we can maybe make it a little bit easier because we know that there's these pieces to just get it off mm -hmm. of the ground and get it and put a show on. I, I, I'm amazed at what you guys can do on show days or, and leading up to those as well. So the little bit that we try to do, I hope it, it helps and, and gets things off the ground. Oh yeah. And I mean, it, it's, it's, appreci it's appreciated more than you guys could ever know. You know, Matt and I, you know, I have, you know, 15 years of networking and working in wrestling and Matt has, uh, you know, he has his, what, 30 years or something now. Did he just celebrate that? But He just know, he, turned 30, didn't he? 29. Sure. Oh, 29, 29, 29, 29. That's right, 29. Sure he did. But, you know, but I mean, Matt was a guy that, that traveled and worked really hard, you know, through Virginia and uh, down into Louisiana and Texas area and Georgia. And, you know, he was a guy that networked and it, it takes so much relationship building, but it also does take so much fan support and uh, just the financials and you know, I tell people all the time, like, I love to meet wrestling fans that actually like wrestling. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> like, few and far I, between. Yeah. <laughs> people laugh People laugh at that, but you know exactly what I mean. There's so many people that just hate watch wrestling every week. And it's like, stop, just go, go to get you a Netflix subscription. There's so many better series if you hate wrestling or, you know, IWTV, you know, there's so many different products, you know, whatever style you like, you can find something if you mm -hmm. like wrestling. Go watch the old stuff. Get you a WWE Network subscription and watch that. Like, don't. Yeah. Watch something you hate. Yes, Peacock they, now. They Peacock now. Yes. yes. Which is very affordable. And you get all of the great shows sure. on NBC, like Community. Yeah. Um, not Community. Actually, no, Community wasn't NBC. Thanks Parks so. and Rec. I was going to say Parks and Rec. And yeah. Psych. Psych's good, too. So we put over Matt. You just put over Matt a little bit. I think he's here. I think we he allowed is. him to join us tonight. I know you guys have some things to talk about when it comes to Scenic City. When it comes to futures, let's see if we can bring them in. Let's see how much I can screw up this overlay that now has four <laughs> people on the screen. Here we go. And he is joining right now. This is this is going to be fun, people, because this is... Now, that that's if he comes on video. He, he could just stay in the background and be the voice in the sky. Oh, there he is. Oh, look at that. I nailed it first shot. And Matt has no sleep. So, oh, CEO Matt Griffin with the Macho Man tank top. I like that. Hey, look, you get what you're going to get at 940 from a, at night, Eastern time from a sober Matt. EDT. <laughs> Eastern time as in 941 p.m. at a given time. We got we give we give Scott shit literally every single day for not knowing. <laughs> I okay. We need this story because I it, time. yes, this has happened on Twitter. We've seen the back and forth. Yeah, Dylan is giving him a hard time, very very badly on Twitter. I need the full story and and what this how this all happened and why we all need to give Scott a hard time about it. Well. 
we make SCI announcements and like to do it at eight o'clock. And so we say, we just check in, hey, you got the announcement, you got the announcement, you got the announcement. And then I put my phone down or something and Scott had traversed from the Eastern time zone to the central time zone. And then he ended up in a spot where he couldn't even download uh, the image for that night's announcee. So for SCI, it didn't come out till like 9.30 PM. And won't let, and Scott never messes up. So we have to get, find something to give him grief over. It's pretty much true. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was actually at the SEC baseball tournament one week and, uh, the week before that I was, I think at a Nashville sounds game. So it, it was just like random, th random things. Teams? Did you just they make are. those up? <laughs> Did you just make those teams up thinking, I don't know baseball. I mean, the internet, okay. Matt. Any minor league team that's not the Toledo Mudheads is a suspect. Those are baseball, right? Teams Durham, you mentioned. Durham Bulls, yeah. right? Durham Bulls. Yeah. I thought that was just for the movie. Is that a real team? That is yeah, a real team. Yeah, that's a real team. Oh, for real? Oh, I thought that was just the team they made up for the movie. No. Oh. No. Well, no. how about them sports? And but Scott, <laughs> thank you. I did. I did pop back into Twitch and heard you putting me over and my. Uh, my uh, 30 years of experience because I started in this business. Um, it's actually 29 years okay. of experience. That's close. Yeah. In uh, action wrestling canon, uh, I'm only 29 years old. Completely uh -huh. legitimate. Uh huh. Yeah. We had it fact checked. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Chris is getting the abacus out. There you go. Chris, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, that okay, adds good. up. Good. That adds up. Good. Yeah, that adds okay. up. So, Scott gave us a little bit of background on the Seating City Invitational. Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for jumping in tonight, too. How do you get, you know, little fun fact that we learned is you held a camera yeah. during one of these shows. So, is Multiple. that your introduction into the Invitational? And how did you get more of a, a role past there? Um, yeah, multiple shows. The first two years, I believe, I, uh, I did production. Um, I got in because I was, um, I, I mean, I am friends with Al Getz, who, you know, he, uh, of the historical independent wrestling website, Woo Wrestling. Um, he decided he wanted to do some video production of some wrestling events. And I actually know a little bit about cameras. And of course, I know wrestling so that if I'm filming something ringside, I know enough not to get killed. Because if you see photographers who have no idea what they're doing, they often nearly get killed or during the first ever scenic city match a uh, security guard who nearly got murdered against the guardrail um but uh i got in with al and we recorded uh one or two events uh and then for he asked me about sci weekend and that was it was through al that was my introduction and i wasn't actively wrestling i wasn't really in the business at all i had only kept in touch with a few people and uh so yeah i i, I filmed you can you, you, you watched the first uh, SCI, and uh, I had no problem. It was a little odd going from, you know, being a wrestler to being where you're trying to stay anonymous uh, at ringside, but I had no problem with it. It was a completely different line of work. I had no responsibilities other than trying to make the show and the wrestlers look good. And, uh, you know, I kind of became a little bit more and more entrenched, and uh, now I've completed my NWO-style takeover of Scenic City. 
So big question, Scott. So so how was the ca- how was the camera work? Well, funny story about that is I actually remember. Uh, so there was this giant pole in the middle of the room. Matt, do you remember this? Yes. So there was a pole, and Al gets or Matt won. Who who taped the camera there? Uh, that would have been Al. Okay, so Al taped the camera to this pole, and it was a little crooked. <laughs> and and Al is a very quality oriented person. Like if you know Al, you know you know he's a detailed person, and he's not going to ever give you a crap product back. So Al had to go through and completely edit all the footage and like change it just a little bit, oh, like the angle man. of it. <laughs> So, but I mean, ultimately the camera work was good after they fixed it. The production was good. And and the roaming camera was perfectly just fine. Perfectly just, just fine. fine. So, so uh, funny, just fun, something funny I noticed the other day because I was looking up uh, Scenic City results on Cage Match. Uh, um, I was listed on Cage Match as being the owner of SDI. So naturally I screenshotted it and sent it over to Scott. ASAP and and he had it he had it fixed in about five minutes I don't know who he knows in Germany with cage match <laughs> that he could fix it that quickly but I I hit refresh and it says Scott Hensley. <laughs> I, I popped I popped for that because I have no idea why I would have been listed as the owner well that means you're responsible for all the, the bills and the payouts yeah. and right like that's that's all your responsibility now <laughs> Well, wait, actually, I am responsible for a lot of those things. Wait, hold on. I'm somebody who likes to delegate, and uh, I delegated to Matt this year. Uh, You know, I I let people that are really good at things do things that they are really good at. and, uh, and, And, I mean, legitimately not kidding at all. Uh, Matt is one of my favorite people in wrestling and is one of the easiest people to work with. Matt knows business, he knows wrestling, he knows people, and uh, it makes everything easier. He's okay. Well, I like I try I like that I can do stuff like arrange travel and ticket sales because those are things that I can do because I'm not in Chattanooga. I uh, I can't go hang a poster. You know, there's certain things that I'm not uh, that that I'm not able to do, but you know, some of the financial things in the spreadsheet, and you know, spending 20 minutes on Travelocity to book a flight from you know from Buffalo to Chattanooga, for example, uh, those are things I can do fairly simply. So, um, but we've had a you know we've had a good working relationship just because we are honest with each other, and that's how in wrestling you can maintain your credibility. Because once you lose it, that can be real tough. Mm-hmm. So, so now, uh, this is this is going to be the sixth installment of SCI, including what the crop is for this year. Now we don't know all the matches yet. We only know that we only know the first one that's dropped, uh, oh. and that that and that and that's a big one. And we we might even have an announcement tonight, but. Do you guys have a favorite lineup of of the six? Like, is is there one that stands out in your mind that's like, damn, this one was really good? Um, I'll take I'll take it because it's right. I don't have to think about it. I mean, 2019 was special to me because that was the first one and the only actual SCI 
you know, before this year. Um, I came on board after 20, officially after 2018 was booked. So 2019 was special to me, but uh, I think the blow away is 2016 where we had uh, an incredible, what would about 45 minute final. Um, we had uh, a first round match with Leo Rush and Anthony Henry. Um, that was that the year that we had Janella and Darby or was that a year later? I can't. I can't remember. That might have been a year. I think it was a year later. Yeah. Okay. 2017. But we had, you know, we had Chris Hero, who was the MVP of that uh, of that tournament, um, and uh, we had a Chris Hero versus Kyle Matthews singles match, which nearly made me pull out hair that I don't have because they went very close to the time limit. In other words, had they gone just uh, a few more seconds. Um, Scott would have been announcing that it was a time limit draw. Yeah, I mean, we, we do that as a shoot. It's real. Uh, you know, with uh, we had Anthony Henry and Joey Lynch actually go to a time limit. So, I mean, we're, we're trying to keep it legitimate. Now, Scott, do you have one that stands out in your mind? Hmm. I mean, all of them have good parts to them, and I have fond memories of all of them, but I think 2018 was probably is probably the one that really stands out in my mind. Um, you know, as a guy in the Chattanooga area, um, I mean, nobody worked harder for that stretch of time in the ring than Joey Lynch, and uh, we got to tell a complete story with Joey Lynch through Scenic City, and so to to have him win and to to just have him. Uh, have that killer match with PCO uh, where he just hit moonsault after moonsault after moonsault. And it's like, this guy is not human. Uh, and I just remember, you know, behind the scenes and he may not want me sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyway. Or his dad. But after night one on night two, uh, Joey Lynch's dad, who is a very like, I don't know. I, I would call him like a, he's a legitimate tough guy. Like he, uh, he teaches like martial arts. And I mean, he came and he asked after, I guess that match, maybe he came and he goes, Hey, can I go back there and see Joey? And I said, Oh yeah. Like, I'm going to tell him no, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> like, like, no. But, uh, and he said, uh, he said, I just wanted to check on him because he didn't sleep last night. And like that hit me so hard that that somebody was like so excited and anxious and um, just going all in to the point that, you know, that they didn't even sleep the night before the tournament. Like that hit me so hard. Um, so, I mean, for Joey to win that year and to uh, see his son get in the ring and celebrate with him, like that was a really cool moment for me. That's probably my favorite. And, you know, to, to tell that complete story, I mean, Joey lost the very first match in 2015. And on night two, he lost to Anthony Henry. And, you know, every year he climbed a little bit, a little bit higher till he, till he finally won. So that was a, yeah, that was a very rewarding uh, story to be able to tell because even though these are tournaments, we don't 
necessarily have shows that we can just use as you know storytelling devices you can if you're careful still craft uh storylines and pull threads and not just throw 16 random wrestlers out there with eight random matches yeah all right and and on that vein i'm gonna like when when we when we announced and maybe you've touched on this when we announced um that SCI was back, which was the Monday after WrestleMania weekend, which was a big deal because we had the have fun, be sad at the IWTV weekend that, that Scott and I were at, of course, that was the uh, action wrestling and Southern underground pro co show. Um, and we were basically at everything that weekend. Maybe, maybe five or six people knew that SCI was happening. Scott, um, legitimately, um, we had booked uh, some of the wrestlers, but I never told them. Uh, I never told them that it wasn't for something with action. Um, so one of the wrestlers we told because we had wanted some updated promo pictures, and uh, we had talked it out. Okay, and it was something we discussed before. And I just never told him it was Chattanooga instead of Georgia. So I told him, and I told him why he was booked, and he was he was basically like, "Hell yeah, this has been a bucket list thing for me." And I won't say who, but to see a wrestler of that caliber get excited because he's finding out that SCI is back and we want him in it. Uh, And to hear so many wrestlers have this weekend be a goal to be able to participate in and be booked, that is is extremely rewarding. That's because we feel like it should be treated that way. That's the way we want to – that's the reverence that I think of uh, this weekend with that we want wrestlers to feel that it is a goal to try to reach because these spots are in demand and it is especially this year it was very very difficult but there were some difficult choices to be made and uh it sucks making them was there I- was there a number of people other than the 16 of course was there like a 50, 60, 80, 100 people that were like, hey, I'm interested? Like, can you even tell us that? There are. I mean, there are, are so many wrestlers who are um, who are on the radar and who want to be in it. It's really difficult to qu- quantify, but we got lots of messages after that tweet about that, um, about we're back. Uh, we got lots of messages. And we had booked uh, a good deal of the talent. Um, and, uh, you know, and remember last year, last year for 2020, we had some of the talent announced and out there and some of it, we, you know, some of the wrestlers never got announced. So, you know, what was going to happen in 2020, if you're just looking at the social media was really just kind of a mystery because we didn't even have the whole field out there. 2020 so was, was hard. You know, we, we had to cancel the rumble due to a snow day that ended up not having any snow by the showtime. Uh, and then for us to have to cancel the invitational, I mean, just devastating it. The, the day we canceled the uh, rumble, I tell people that's probably the second hardest day I've ever had in wrestling and one of the hardest days of my life because uh, you know, there was so many great things that were going to happen. It's, I think it's been revealed that we were going to do Benjamin Carter versus Marco Stunt. 
Um, so, I mean, just a lot of fun things that could have happened and a lot of impact that could have happened. But we actually did get to do a uh, pep rally show that day. And so we still were able to raise money without even doing like the big show. So it's amazing what you guys have built and the ability, you know, the ability to, to draw people from everywhere and draw interest from everywhere. I think that's, that's a really, you know, I commend both of you guys for the hard work you put in and, and turn this into something that is what Matt, you said, people you know, want it on their list. You know, I want to do that. I want to check that, that box that I've, that I've done the scenic city. So. And not only that, you have futures as well which is this great introduction to wrestlers that maybe people don't know about it. And Futures for me was right around the time where indie wrestling kind of saved my wrestling interest. You know, indie wrestling was, you know, something that was looked upon, maybe down upon by some of the mainstream. But as we got into the pandemic, I feel like indie wrestling kind of brought wrestling back to the forefront and brought indie wrestling back to the and futures, like holy cow, last last futures was something else. How do you keep finding new talent? How do you keep picking those people out of the rough and, and getting the right people into those future portals? I'm asking Scott because Matt doesn't know. Yeah. Matt does know also, but uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Matt is somebody that really tries to keep his thumb on the pulse of uh, of who is sort of coming up in wrestling and you know i definitely do throughout the southeast uh you know i try to hit a lot of different shows as still just going as a fan and just watching and seeing who connects with the audience who has potential um you know of course you know i pat myself fully on the back for discovering alex kane down at pro south uh those guys gave him an opportunity down there and uh i was like this guy has something and uh you know, we were able to, to get him into futures and man, he has taken off like a rocket ship. He and I were talking the other day about like when he started uh, or when, when we first booked him, how he had like 200 Twitter followers or something. And you know, now he just signed with MLW and, you know, I think he's, he's probably got four or 5,000 Twitter followers or something ridiculous now. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's a lot of just listening and seeing the names that pop up and uh, looking at who's really out there traveling, uh, talking to veterans and getting uh, their recommendation. Uh, you know, I will I will listen to a hundred people give me recommendations before I read a resume, because on a resume you're you can write anything, and it doesn't matter how good someone is if you can't work with them. So, I mean, I would, I would much rather have somebody's recommendation than a resume. Now, let's talk about this year. Let's talk about the Futures tournament right now. You guys just made an announcement before we got on the air. You already Great made the announcement so of the first ever female entrant into the Futures in Billy Starks. And now we have also going yeah. to be answering, which... I was floored by, really excited. That's the first two. Like, you guys announced those as the first two. And if I know both of you, and I feel like I know you a little, you guys like to build suspense and build this, 
rhythm to announcements and matches and shows. If this is the first two, I can only imagine what the rest of this card is going to look like. What, what's the potential of this Futures tournament? Oh, shoot, Scott. We have to book seven other wrestlers for Futures. <laughs> this is not last week, Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we did do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe every word Scott just said. <laughs> That's only half a joke because I have had some wrestlers that like are will be in for me fairly often, and I'll write a name down, and I forget to actually confirm with them. Like there's been times I've been like, oh yeah, yeah, I got you right, but that was my interest list, and I thankfully it's never really burned me bad from doing that. You know, conflicts come up, I might ask somebody about a date. And, you know, the travel doesn't work or, you know, uh, or they're they're pending for somebody else and they're holding on to the date. But um, so thankfully, it's never burned me that bad. But I've done that on several occasions uh, where uh, I think I gave somebody a date and they're like, so am I wrestling for you? I'm like, I sure hope so, because I got a graphic I'm dropping tomorrow. So stuff like that does happen. I think we've uh, actually talked to wrestlers where we've dropped the graphic here. Yeah, and they had no idea. And they had no clue who they were. So. In, in fairness, in fairness, I do love, I do love to be able to reward and pop wrestlers and not tell them, um, uh, and not tell them that they're getting something that they want. Because, we, we've done uh, that. We've done that with Jaden Newman with getting his uh, spot in the Scenic City Invitational, and we did it with Aaron Wade with getting a spot in Futures last year. It's it's a lot of fun. That's cool. That that I mean, we're all fans, right? Even the wrestlers are fans. I feel like too. So I, I appreciate mm -hmm. that you guys remember that and feed into that. And obviously, Matt's always messing with us as fans as well and sponsors, where he doesn't tell us stuff and we don't realize what's going to happen until, man, the birthday bash when the tag team main event came out. That was <laughs> yeah, for real. Like it. If I was in Matt's shoes, like I'm, I'm legitimately a cheap person. I am. Like, I mean, you, you see all the crap behind me and everything, but that's because I'm a cheap person. Like that, that I can afford some of that stuff. But uh, like, if I was doing a birthday bash, I, it would have been like just like the best local guys that I could find. When he showed me that that was the match that we, he was doing, I was like, holy crap! Like, <laughs> Matt goes all out. So good. I uh. I uh, I definitely will agree with Scott that he can be cheap, and he makes <laughs> the way Scott makes it look like Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars is just throwing around cash. No, no I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We uh, we just we tr do try to be you know as good as we can with a budget, but um, you know, thankfully for that match, I, I still can't believe that that match came off and was unannounced because. I don't think a lot of people in Georgia recognized what that match was or was going to be or could appreciate it. And uh, the fact they were able to do it and, and not announce it was, you know, I was very happy with that. I was very happy with that reaction. But, um, you know, you want to, I want to, you know, you want to keep people on your toe on their toes. Um, I'm always on my toes around Matt, which is fine. That's, I mean, good. so, so great. I'm still popping over that tag team main event. Yes. Violence is forever versus the workhorseman. And uh, that was the last time 
uh, that the workhorsemen, JD Drake and Anthony Henry got the team. Um, and I, I'm, and, uh, uh, Scott disappeared. Is that a, <laughs> is that a baby break or, uh, but that was the last time the workhorsemen, uh, had a tag team match. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was special for those four guys and they wanted to do it. And, and that show in and of itself was great because nothing was announced. And then a couple of months later, speaking of tag teams, we had the one at the have fun, be sad show that I, all of independent wrestling, I feel like blew up over hearing, you know, violence is forever against, you know, it was just amazing to have that come out and that be the last one that was, I think that was the last one that was announced for that show. Um, I don't remember when that was, I don't remember the order, but I remember we specifically, I wanted to do it with a splash and I wanted to reveal it to a, uh, to uh, a reporter. And uh, we, uh, we chose, um, we talked to, to Sean Ross Sapp and wanted to go ahead and give him the, give him an exclusive to be able to do a write up on it and, and really release it. Like it was a newsworthy event because we felt it was, mm-hmm. uh, I honestly feel that with the exception of, uh, the John Moxley, Josh Barnett match that was at, uh, blood sport. Right. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I honestly feel that that what, well, you know, we were, you know, um, we, those were the two marquee matches of the weekend. Um, as far as, you know, pure name value, uh, and Finjuice and, uh, Dom and Koo, you know, they, they made us look very, very smart because they went out and worked very hard and they, uh, and there was a little bit of history there because Juice Robinson had previously gone to AIW and wrestled, uh, Dom Greeny. So there was a little bit of history, um, there and David Finley's actually a guy local to me. Um, uh, and we've used his, uh, brother Brogan. We had one of his first matches, mm-hmm. um, and he's booked against Dom at Greeny for us um, in a couple weeks at Game Over. So there's there's been some good, you know, we've been able to cultivate some good working relationships. And, you know, they're a New Japan tag team, and at the time were Impact tag team champions. I mean, that's insane to me that to be able to pull that off for an indie show. And, mm-hmm. you know. They, they may, they, I always tell the wrestlers that the one thing I want them to do is make me look smart, make me look like the smartest booker in the world for using you. So, um, you know, a lot of wrestlers on that show and uh, on shows that we've been running for the last three years have made us look very smart. So it's a little bit past 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Uh, is there any possible chance that we might get one announcement? Maybe? No, not no. yet. Scott, two two no, announcements. Let's let's two. do two. Let's do two. Matt, which announcement do you want Ooh. to take? Um, let, let me take the match, and you take futures because you, right. yeah. Which but do you who, want first? Do you who, want a first round matchup or do you want a futures announcement? Let's take let's take first round yes. matchup first because we already know the participants in SCI and the futures I think is the bigger pop. So we'll give that to Scott because Scott deserves a pop. So Matt, you could go ahead and give us the, the match first for SCI. So this is a match that uh, I believe both wrestlers will be excited for. And like I said, you know, like you said before, we like to surprise 
our wrestlers. So neither of them know about this. Neither Love of it. them know. Somebody else. So, uh, yes, yeah, somebody will tell them. Um, I'm sure uh, Val or somebody else in the chat. I can't see on my on the Zoom on my phone, but somebody will will go ahead and tweet it. And please do go ahead and get that anticipation out there. But um, in the first round at Scenic City, the uh, veteran and big humongold belt holder Cabana Mandan is going to be facing off with Jeremy Wyatt. Oh, 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 oh. You heard it. Yes. Damn. First round matchup, Jeremy Wyatt versus your new South champion, Cabana Mandan. Wow. Now, what is funny is what would Scott's reaction have been if I messed up the match? <laughs> <laughs> because as I'm as I'm and uh, as I'm talking about, it, I'm like, wait a second, that is the match we were going to drop, right? Did I get that right, Scott? Yes. Um, imagine if I had said the wrong match. Would we be rebooking this immediately after this ends? No. <laughs> not, not, not until a graphic comes out. It's it's not gospel until the graphic comes out. So, no, we we, we will still we will still make that announcement on Friday. Or no, tomorrow, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yep. Thursday. We're, we're doing, we're doing eight, futures eight, three eight times a week. Yeah. Yeah, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Eastern. Eastern. Well, that's a heck of a first-round matchup. Uh, we already have Nolan Edward and AC Mack as well, so two great first-round matchups already coming out of that. So that brings us the futures, and that brings us to, I guess, our third participant, in futures, we already yeah. have Billy Starks as the first female participant and as number two, and Matt's going to screw up my screen <laughs> and go off screen. Love it. He might be back. You never know. We'll just we'll just have a bar in front of Scott's Matt, face. Oh. <laughs> Am I back? I went to go check out the. I want to go check out the Twitch chat. Don't worry about that. Would turn me Don't up. worry about you. Once again, Matt. Trying to take Scott's time. This is Scott's time. Scott's uh, making the announcement. Scott Hensley, what do you have for us for futures? What what amazing thing are you about to drop? Well, as you know, I love huge, dangerous, crazy athletic guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm always a big proponent of, of guys that are that are like Congo Kong or Tank or Ryan Bishop and. Uh, in that vein, you know, I, I felt like we needed something like that at Futures. You know, in the past, we've had uh, some, some big heavyweights throw down with, uh, we, you know, we had Manders and uh, um, Zachary, uh, what's his last name? Help me out. Cooper. Um, Cooper. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yes. We had, and. Uh, Beef. And Big Beef, yes. We had the big three-way with uh, Big Beef, Manders, and Zachary Cooper. So I wanted to add some size. And uh, one of the guys that's been absolutely getting after it, uh, he's everywhere, and he's uh, a great dude to deal with and just passionate about pro wrestling and talented, is Hoodfoot. Oh, yes. nice. Yes. So wow. We, that is amazing. We try to add some variety, and uh, we've been able to work in people from, you know, all over the United States in this, and 
you know, does it get any more different than Billy Starks, Whisper, and Hoodfoot? <laughs> that is the mm-hmm. most amazing and most random first three people three, yeah. for a for a futures. I like my mind is blown by the demographic, the size differences, the, the ring style. Mm-hmm. Amazing. We got an anonymous cheer for that. Somebody liked it. <laughs> Good. Hoodfoot. Very freaking cool. Yeah. I, I'm, oh, man. That one floors me. I was not expecting that. No, no. Well done. Yeah, th- this this is actually his last year of eligibility. So he's coming in as uh, as one of the, the veterans of the tournament. But, uh, you know, he's he's a guy that hasn't really gotten out there much except uh, until the last, you know, year or two. So. Uh, you know, and he's also, all these people are sort of a product of the COVID era. You know, they, they are working through it and, uh, you know, it's taken a lot of experience off their plate and, uh, we're, we're just really thankful to get to reward some hardworking, um, younger wrestlers or hardworking, inexperienced wrestlers. Very cool. Well, you've heard it here first. Uh, Val said she's already tweeted it, so don't make her look like a fool, but Yeah. <laughs> We what, appreciate what? that exclusive. Yeah. What? No. The who? <laughs> but so that one will come out Friday. Yeah. Everything on Friday. Yeah. Great. So nice. amazing. I mean, we can't wait to see the rest of the futures lineup. Obviously, the rest of the first round lineup. I mean, you can't go wrong with anybody you, you put in the ring together, but you guys are mm. definitely going above and beyond to make the first round very interesting. So kudos appreciate to that. that. Thank you. So what we would like to do now, I think it's time, Captain, for a very special segment. Matt, would you like to stay with us or would you like to get back to the tweet, uh, Twitch chat? Because I feel like, I feel like um, you're a little yeah, itching right I now. Am, I am going to sound so big time right now, but I have an audition that I have to tape for a uh, film project, and that's all I'm allowed to say. All right. Okay. Well, so everybody in the chat, big time. Matt's got to go for his big time audition, audition tape that he's got to go big time tape. So what? I, it's not, you know, I, it's not like I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it to the, to the uh, uh, studio here real the, quick. The audition. Oh, look at that. I got the lights. Look at this. I could have been Holy. doing it in front of this lighting the whole time, but I was not. Said <laughs> you were sitting know, on a couch. Yeah. No, I will not be uh, uh, taping my audition in my Macho Man church. I was oh. actually going to ask. I was going to ask. I so want to. I would at least turn it inside. If I ever get a role that would fit this, I would just turn it inside out and not wear it Macho Man. But, but yes, I love the shirt. So, All right, Well, thank you so much, guys, uh, for having us. And thank you for the support. It's uh, always meant a lot. And, uh, Christopher, as you know, there will be a new a – new, uh, uh, wrinkle a uh, new upgrade for the June 25th show. There uh, will. You're not allowed to say anything about it. So. I don't. I know nothing. I know nothing. Thank you for the support on that as well, too. No one tells uh, me anything anyway. I'm always in the dark. to tell you. All right, so we're gonna get Matt out of here. Matt, thanks for stopping thanks, by. Scott, thanks, guys. we still got more time with Scott Hensley, so let's get Matt out of here. Let me swipe the old screen. Scott's got a. There we go. Beautiful. Swipe the screen, and now. Ladies and gentlemen, after I go and find it in Streamlabs, we are going to introduce to you our new segment, which has been kind of worked a little bit. We've been workshopping it for the last few weeks. 
But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the lightning round. All right. Hopefully that played. Hopefully there was sound. Hopefully. I, <laughs> I saw I mean, it I, on my screen. We just sat here quietly. Exactly. I but know what time. the music sounded like in my head because I, I, I did it myself, but, you know, hopefully it worked. Chris put that together. And it's time for everybody's most hated 10 questions. It's time for the lightning round. Scott, are you ready? Absolutely not. 10 questions. As fast as we can go. Don't think about it. Just give me the oh, first no. thing that comes to your mind. Here we go. Oh. Number one, favorite board game? Monopoly. Uh, what's your go-to breakfast item? Honeycombs. What's a movie that you never get tired of watching? Forrest Gump. Okay. I, I have two questions back-to-back -back that are, are very important. The first one. The toilet paper roll, is it over or under? Over. Thank you. Uh, th now this one is, is an office question. Not office the show, but just in an office. Are you a black ink pen guy or a blue ink pen guy? Black. Okay. Favorite animal? Dogs. What is the worst injury you've ever had? Uh, I have spinal stenosis and had to have back surgery in 2008. Damn. Other than wrestlers, who is the most famous person you've ever met in your life? Hmm. Uh, probably about half of the Hall of Fame, like baseball players. Um, I don't know. Chipper Jones, uh, Frank <laughs> Thomas, Nolan Ryan. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll st I'll stick with Nolan Ryan. I'm Nolan Ryan. Sounds good. Uh, cake or pie? Pie. And the last question, Disney or Universal Studios? Universal. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh-oh, Chris. Uh-oh. Did, did, did you have a, did you take issue with that last answer? No, I'm okay. Okay. Sounds good. With it. That I'm was the lightning round, everybody. Scott. You survived. As always. You, yeah, you survived. You did well. We appreciate, I appreciate it. it. I, I was so afraid that it would be like in-depth wrestling stuff where it's like, where it's like, like, name somebody you pretend to like, but don't really like. It's like, ah. <laughs> no, it's, it's completely <laughs> stupid questions. Good, good. That have no, 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 no bearing on anything. We want we people want to, to want to come to our show and hang out. Like we don't, we, yeah. we don't want to, we don't want to grill anybody. No. What's your worst secret in wrestling? <laughs> Tell us now. <laughs> oh man. Good job, Scott. Good job. Bravo to that. Uh, thanks for Thank the exclusive guys. tonight. So before, yes. before we go, we got a, a couple of questions to round out the show. I said we would talk about it. I have to fulfill my promises otherwise i'm a liar the collection that's behind you all of that memorabilia there's 
baseball memorabilia back there. There's wrestling memorabilia back there. Pick out one that has maybe a really fun <clears throat> story, and why not grab it and, and give us the story behind maybe uh, one of those items oh, up on that wall. Oh, it's amazing. Look at this, oh, people. Look at all this stuff. Oh. oh he's got something. It's like he had one ready. He's, it's almost like it's ready. Is that Jerry the King Lawler and his son, Brian Christopher? It yeah. is, yes. I actually got to hang out with them for a weekend of shows with uh, with uh, Woody and Daryl's Wrestling that they did. Uh, they did back-to-back uh, -back shows in Cleveland, Tennessee, and Canton. And uh, so I got to hang out with Brian Christopher and Jerry Lawler for a weekend. And uh, Jerry is just as cool and hilarious as you can imagine. And Brian Christopher was just as much of a nut as you can imagine. Uh, his, oh man, uh, chip off the old block, you know. And, and not to speak ill of the dead, but you know, nobody's. I'm not saying anything that nobody else would say. Like I mean, he he was just he was crazy. Uh, you know, he, uh, I guess Brittany McWhorter was the uh, the ring announcer, and she asked him. She said, uh, she goes, hey, can I get your entrance information? He goes, insurance information. <laughs> she said uh she goes no like like what do you want to be called and you know what's your weight and where you're from and uh she goes and can, can i get your music he goes i'll just download it and she said well we don't have internet and uh he goes do you have wi-fi <laughs> she said she said no and he said wi-fi is internet she said i know <laughs> 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 so he hands her the CD, and so we, we play the CD, and it sounds like, I would describe it as like a bug zapper, like his music, like, it, it was so bad, it almost got him booed, like he's coming out to the, you know, the, the dance music from WWE, and he, he you know, he's dancing and everything, but that, is playing in the background terrible and uh at one point brian christopher went to the uh the cooler that the boys had and he grabbed somebody's energy drink and just cracked it open and started drinking and like the guy's energy drink that it was he was just like like you know as if somebody is providing energy drinks to the talent but i don't know but uh but Jerry was super cool, signed a ton of stuff for me. I have a huge Jerry Lawler collection, uh, you know, not to, uh, I'm sure people can find a lot of reasons to dislike him, but I think uh, as, as a wrestler, as uh, his, his art, I mean, he's, you know, been a, an, an entertaining wrestler, uh, booker, promoter, commentator for, you know, 50 years. Uh, he just celebrated his 50th year in wrestling. And so getting to work with him was really cool. And uh, just the style that he has brought on, the Tennessee style, uh, you know, I think a lot of people can do it in a really boring way. But if done correctly, uh, you know, it may not be the most athletic thing you see, but it makes people care. So, I mean, You've heard you've heard me sing the praises of the X Division and Memphis style tonight, so you know that's that's the styles that I grew up with. Well, thank now, you for sharing that story. That that was a yeah. good choice. Now, speaking of of Jerry, uh, one of the shows that I have been watching that has not been independent wrestling has been on Annie and I, I Christopher. I keep telling you about this, and I don't know if you've 
listen to me or watch it watch it yet but it's the wwe hidden treasures did you happen to see the one that had jerry lawler in it and they went around and they they talked a lot about the whole andy kaufman gimmick they they got his neck brace and stuff did, did you happen to see that i haven't seen that one yet i've seen some of the other ones but have not seen that one okay well everybody out there it's a good one i'll leave it at that okay i won't tell you if they found the brace or not well, before I pass you on to Chuck and the final question of the night, Scott. Oh, wait, we have a final question? I mean, yeah. I don't have my list here, man. I don't know what the questions are. Better go up with one. Yeah, yeah he's, he's serious. <laughs> he's very much joking. There is only one question that matters for the entire night. We all know this. But before we get to that, Scott, thank you. We appreciate the time tonight. Thank you for telling the stories, for sharing mm -hmm. your journey in wrestling and, and promoting and announcing. We've been throwing it in the chat where everybody can find you, but where can everybody find you on social media? Where can they find SCI? I am on Twitter and Facebook at Scott C. Hensley. Uh, I also run a comedy account on Facebook that people know me as uh, Noah Tall. It's N-O-A-H-T-A-L-L. -L. Uh, I, I do a lot of comedy stuff there and stuff that makes people hate me, but that's okay. Um, so... That is me on Twitter and Facebook, and then I also have uh, SCI Tournament on uh, Twitter, and then it's Scenic City Invitational on Facebook, and we do also have uh, an Instagram. I, I think it's also the SCI Tournament on there, or it may be Scenic City Invitational, but you, you can find it on there if you want to. Uh, we're not as active on there, but uh, definitely hit us up on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, I'd love to accept your friend request if you are not a creepy person or uh that's why you haven't accepted mine yet damn yeah. or, or 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 not or not a bot if you're not a bot if we have like five mutual friends then i'll probably accept it got it gotta get five friends got it <laughs> get five friends good luck right. with that yeah. chris i didn't even like put this together but did you and matt coordinate the macho hat and the macho uh shirt? i literally wear this hat every interview you so do if i don't yes. even know i, I literally know. I wear this hat every interview i don't even look at you anyway scott we usually do one last question tonight i know we got val in the chat and val always asks us the most important question so we're going to ask you the two two most important questions two exclusive two questions exactly it's, it's only fair it's only fair we'll the two first questions. the first question is and I'm sure Val would love to know, how do you take your pancakes? Um, just with maple syrup and, and butter in between them. I, I, like, I like three of them and I like butter in between the first and the second, second and third, and then I like just maple syrup on top. If I'm judging, Val, I don't know how Val feels, but if I'm judging that question, that's the right answer. That, that, that's how I do my pancakes. So we'll figure out. Val gave us some some emoji, her her Val emoji, whatever the heck we want to call it in the Twitch chat. So I think she approves. Now, for the most important question of the night, and we go to the Cookie Stadium, and we have the original single stuff, regular Oreo cookie going up against. A, a much more massive 
that this person is like almost undefeated in the world of cookiedom. It is the Oreo double stuff. Which side are you on, Scott Hensley? I am, I think I'm right in the middle. I appreciate both of them equally. I don't hmm. have a I don't have a preference. Oh whoa There's... whoa 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 whoa! You have to make a decision. You have to pick a side of the war, Scott. You can't do this to us. Well, th this is why there's three people that book Scenic City Invitational. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> time limit draw. Time limit draw just happened <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> per that perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we 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 will keep it at we will keep it at that. It goes right down the line. Vic, Vic says you're leading the witness. Oh, do we have a cat sighting? Cat yeah. sighting. Yep. Oh, that's Val's favorite. That is that is Hunter Hurst Hensley. Yes. <laughs> Love it. I'll I'll see if I can get him here. He doesn't like to be picked up. But... Me neither. There you go, Val. Before he scratches me, this is Hunter <laughs> Hunter Hurst Hensley. Oh. He's done. Oh, there he goes. He's done. He pedigreed. Well, Scott, even though you gave us our first time limit draw of our double stuff question, and even though the captain led you down the path of double stuff and you chose to pick no path whatsoever, we do appreciate okay. you coming on tonight. We do appreciate all your support and allowing us to be part of everything action, everything SCI, every, everything on social media, and just yes. uh, being an all-around great supporter of wrestling and uh, great supporter of the wrestling fans. So thank you very much for your thank time you. tonight. Hey, thank you guys, and uh, I hope you guys will come in down early on Thursday night, or anybody listening will come in and uh, check out that TWE show also. Uh, you know, they already announced uh, uh, Daniel Makabe versus Damian Tangra. So you can't go wrong with that whole event with a main event like that. And then, of course, uh, to hammer it home, August 6th and 7th, Scenic City Invitational, uh, night one on Friday, night two on Saturday, and Futures at 2 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. It's going to be so much fun, and uh, you get to see uh, the future and the present of professional wrestling uh, right here in Chattanooga. Make sure you get your tickets. SCIWrestling.com. SCIWrestling.com for tickets. Get those tickets. I'll be there Thursday night. I'll be there all weekend. The captain's driving in. We'll have Big Baby Jimmy. Val Pancakes will be there. It is going to be Monkey oh, Nation monkey. in the house. We are all going to be there and enjoying a great weekend of wrestling. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. We had great numbers tonight. Thanks, for everybody, for hanging out. Captain, thank you for the lightning round. I think it went smashingly. Thank Scott. you for the lovely video introduction to it. Eh. It was way better than last week when I was playing the audio on my phone as a jabroni over here. It's all right. We won't hold it against you. Us, uh, Everybody stick around for the raid. We're going to go quest for jewels raid. And next week, remember, Val, stack. Yes. And, and, and check out tomorrow. We, we got two more interviews to put out there. Two more. Are we announcing Come things back. tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. Check out the monkeys. Keep an eye out for tomorrow. This is where we don't end the stream and keep talking, but I'm going to yes. end the stream and stop talking.
Visit IWTV.live today to watch these great action wrestling events plus numerous other archive shows from Action and other great independent promotions. Use code ACTION for a free five-day trial. Don't miss out. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash The Bald Monkeys.